Thursday, Dvarim Shir 28. So he's breaking down the other religions. And yesterday we spoke about Christianity. And today he's talking about Islam. Again, you know, if a person goes through life and never knows this, it doesn't necessarily uh, hurt you. You're not mechuyiv to know this. But the bottom line is, if a person thinks that there is, uh, it's up for discussion and maybe there's something that we have to disprove, his point is there's nothing here to disprove. It's built on a mistake and that's how a person should understand it. So he gives a few examples. He says, talking about Islam, he says, Muhammad in the Quran himself refutes any claim to truthfulness. Why? He puts Haman in the time of Parai, which is when Parai was enslaving the Yidden in Egypt, Haman was there. And he made this mistake twice, in two separate stories, which is a mistake of a serious amount of years. He makes King Shaul the one who tested the men to bring them down to the water to drink. It wasn't King Shaul, it was Gidain, who lived way before Shaul. He wasn't even a king, he was a Shafet. He accuses Klal Yisrael of considering Ezra as being the son of their Bainishlam, just as the Christians consider Yashka to be the son of Hashem. And where in the world did he get that from? No one ever said that, no one ever heard of such an attitude. He just made it up. His the way he describes the this is all from the Quran. The way he describes the, t- the Tanakh is one mistake after another mistake. He claims that the Yidden falsified the, the, the Nevi'im and the Ksuvim in order to contradict what he says. That's how they falsified it. Now, the problem is that the, the, the Psukim were already translated and they were in the hands of the nations 800 years before this fellow existed. So to say that we falsified... Uh, our Tanakh to not to stem with him is silly. His religion didn't exist for the 800 years that, that the Goyim already had the Tanakh. And he said to ever dream that someone that had prophecy who made such clear-cut mistakes is obviously foolishness. Okay, so he gives another example. He, said, he says in many times that his contemporaries, Muhammad says, and his contemporaries said he was an imposter. And they demanded of him signs and miracles, which he didn't give. He never gave any signs and miracles. That's what he says himself. He said the most frequently mentioned theme in his Quran is the opposition and the disbelief of his generation. That nobody believed him, basically. And he says that the only way he was able to respond to the fact that they didn't believe him was that they're going to be punished in the next world and they're going to be destroyed because he had a sword, he had might, and he killed them. That's the only response. No one believed him, so how did he respond? If you don't believe me, you're not going to have Ayla Maba and we're going to kill you. That's not a very logical response to people that are just asking basic questions. He said both Muhammad and the followers of Yashka admit that the Yidin rejected them. No Yidin followed them. And the only, the only ones that followed them were the 
Amaratsasha idol worshippers who they were able to overcome. But anyone that had any form of Messiah didn't follow them. Not only that, the Muslims held, had the, they, up, they upheld the truth of our Nevi'im for 1300 years before they came. Meaning they, they, already, they, they already had it before we came. And Yashka had it already for 2,000 years. So they both, and they both admit that the Chachamim disagreed with them. And by disagreeing with them, by saying that the Chacham disagreed with them, they're only proving that they're making a mistake. Why? Because the, the, the Torah, which they admit comes from the Rebbein Islam, they admit Chumash comes from the Rebbein Islam. The Pasuk says, when you have a discussion, when something you're not sure about, what do you do? You go up to the Kayanim and to the Leviim and to the Shaiftim and ask them what to tell you. And you do according to what they say. And you're now to turn from their word right or left, right? Psukim. Psukim and Sefer Dvar. You have a Shaila, you go up to the Sanhedrin, you ask their question, you ask them the question, whatever they say you have to follow. So if the followers of Muhammad and Yashka admit that all of the Chachamim opposed them, so then basically they're admitting that the Yidden were right for not following them because the Tyre which they admit comes from the Rebbein Shalom says that if you have a Shaila, you go to the Sanhedrin and you listen to the Sanhedrin. So if the Sanhedrin disagreed with their concept, then basically it doesn't make any sense. So this is a b- pretty blatant question. How is it possible? How could they even have a Taina that the Yidin didn't follow them? If the Chacham disagreed with them, the Yidin are mechoyev to follow the Chacham. They admit that the Torah comes to the Rebbein Now, maybe this only applies to the Sanhedrin in Yerushalayim, or maybe we're not there at the time of Muhammad. Right? They weren't there. They were there at the time of Yashka. They weren't there at the time of Muhammad. So maybe that's what. Maybe you're not mechayiv to listen to the Sanhedrin if they weren't in Yerushalayim. That's the maybe. But that's true. But said they were there at the time of Yashka and they rejected Yashka as he as his followers admit. So therefore, the followers had to change the word. Had to. Basically, basically, they're disagreeing with the law in the Torah that says you should not turn away from what the Torah says, right or left, right? They're obviously disagreeing with them. But since, right, so let's, he's making a cheshman over here. If you, you have a kasha, maybe by the time Muhammad was around, there were no Sanhedrin anymore. So maybe we're not mechoyev to listen to that Sanhedrin when he came around. But the problem is that Yoshka obviously disagreed with the Pasuk. The Pasuk says... You're not allowed to listen to the Chachamim, and Yashka disagreed with that. Now, if Muhammad writes in the Quran that Yashka was a prophet, I guess he writes that, I didn't know that. So, basically he writes that Yashka was a prophet. So then he too is disagreeing with the Chachamim in Yerushalayim who said that Yashka was not a prophet. So therefore he's wrong. So basically, very clear cut, they both admit that you have to listen to the Torah. The Torah says, you're not allowed to follow, you have to listen to the Sanhedrin. If you have a Shaila, you listen to the Sanhedrin. The Sanhedrin did not accept Yashka. So Yashka was false, because we follow the Torah. Muhammad says that Yashka was a Navi. So obviously he's also false, because the Chacham said not like that. So basically, any way you spin it, they're Saisa themselves, Mine Obey, because they say that you have to follow the Torah, yet they themselves are disagreeing with something that should be a blatant Pasuk in the Torah.